0: Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelly Shearer, and you're listening to the podcast, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Happy New Year's, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is Shelly Shearer, and you're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where we focus on not living in regret, and it's a start to a brand new year. So let's see if we can get that started right out of the gate on a path that you want to have. Now, most people, it's it's resolution time. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start eating better. Do you know what? Those are great things. The question is, um, are you going to stick to them past the end of January? And the other question is, have you done that in other areas of your life? Now, my husband and I were lucky enough to get to go away for New Year's with friends of ours up to a cabin we used to do it many years ago every new year's uh there was lots of snow it was minus 14. the atv almost didn't start it was so cold it's kind of not designed for that you know snowmobiles are designed for that but whatever but it was my girlfriend and her daughter who just thinks of us excuse me as an aunt and uncle and her little girlfriend when I say little, these are 17 year olds, okay? They're almost young adults. And then the friend's boyfriend came and joined us New Year's Eve. And he ended up staying with us for the evening, uh, which was great. Cause my husband was up there with a whole bunch of girls. So he was like, oh, some more testosterone. And he was a handy young man as well. That's very rare these days. In fact, you don't meet many young men at 17 that quite actually had as much on the ball as Nico did. I have to say a very impressive young man, um, just very, just common sense. I always kind of joke, not as first time around on the planet as as the saying goes. Uh, You almost kind of think that someone with that much common sense has been here once or twice and put a few things into action. Anyways, speaking of what we know, that's what I want to talk about today because my girlfriend was up there and I thought she was actually doing work or homework or something and it was her personal homework. She had pages of a document on the go She's a coach, by the way, uh, has a full time job as well with UBC, but actually has taken a lot of uh, facilitation and coaching courses and actually has um, a certificate in all of this the last two years, whether to do that personally, to help herself or just to be better in her job since she works in the faculty of UBC, not actually 100% sure, but I certainly appreciate her. She's, uh, she works with me every now and then and gives me great insight. She's just very good at asking the right questions. And she had these pages of documents and i was like oh girlfriend what what did you have to bring with you on New years because she goes oh no 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 this is personal these are my goals these are the things i want to see my growth in 2018 i want to i want to uh plan you know a b and c this sort of thing and i was so impressed in fact it uh, gave me a little inspiration to do a quick facebook live today on my genesis facebook page now I've had a finance company, financial, not finance, financial company. That's accounting for tw- over 26 years, and although that's that business has been wound down to just a couple of hand for me, a couple of small handfuls of clients, because living well is my main focus. That knowledge is still with me, and there, are, <clears throat> excuse me, there are people that follow that Facebook page for little bits of uh, you know what's going on in the year. Is it my time to do this? Is it there's the filings that have to be done? And I did a quick Facebook live encouraging encouraging people to, to consider downloading a software program that would allow them to track their finances because it is New Year's and we're always so quick to put everything, all our goals and plans and resolutions into a jar that none of it includes your finances. Whether you're on top of your finances or not, and especially if you're not, we still ignore them. That is that is the majority of people. If you are not that person, good on you. You are the minority still, especially in North America. Now I know I have a lot of listeners from around the world, but in North America, we're not doing the best job here in this, these two countries of managing financial matters. We're quite overextended. We, we live beyond our means. And most people with their credit cards have no clue where their spending is going. Well, do you know what? Many years ago, it was a real pain. In fact, I remember 15 years ago having uh, Quicken or Microsoft Money, which were ledgers, uh, computer ledgers, mind you. But I had to enter every transaction manually from my banks and my credit cards. I remember just 10, 11 o'clock at night after a full workday, my husband's downstairs watching TV because I handle the money in the family. And just, I swear, cussing up a storm, literally, I swear, I was swearing having to do hours of this reconciliation every month. And just now, granted, looking back on it, I was a little anal retentive and I probably did. As my son says, you overbook keep mom, he's probably right. But I always knew where my money was, where it had been and where it was going. Not so much in today's society. However, technology is caught up with programs from companies like Intuit and um, Sage with QuickBooks Online. These are relatively, you know, $20 a month and under subscriptions that allow you to track your finances. But the best part of it is it has download features. So with all the online banking, you can now hook up your banks and your credit cards and they all just download into the software and you just post from these downloads. You just choose the right category and post away. Then when you're reconciling the bank, it's already all there. The the system says, hey, you know, that came through your bank feed. You're good to go. So people that do not have my experience and my background in finances find these types of programs, unless you have completely have no ability in this area whatsoever, then hire someone um, to run these programs and they're, they're quite intuitive. They're window based, you know, it's just, it's just easy. So if you do have financial goals, nothing's getting done, my friends, without a plan and without knowledge. So as much as I've spent the last year on almost every podcast I've recorded talking about being aware it's not just about yourself sometimes you need to be aware of your finances so there's a lot of areas in life that you need to be aware of now that being said that really wasn't even my topic of a podcast today I wanted to talk about go with what you know because it is a new year and we need to be and should be focused on a bit of reflection don't ever 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 not, um, or ignore the importance of where you came from. Look back to learn, do not look back to live in victim. Do not look back to have regret on your life, but I do need you to look back because when no one knows where they came from, how do you know where you're going? Whether you're an individual, a country, a nation, it just doesn't matter so much of our education in life should be about the past i believe that and so many kids in school are like Ugh, what do we need to learn that for because we don't want you recreating the wheel if you don't know what went on before you how can you be better going forward than your ancestors why would you want to learn all of life's lessons the hard way imagine and we use the term you know recreating the wheel But imagine if every year everyone was just the new generation were never given technology. They said, I'm sorry, but you don't get a smartphone. That was the previous generation's um, technology. You have to create something new and you're not taught how to do it. We'd be in the stone age still. Perfect example, and I laughed, I truly laughed because it was fantastic listening to two 17-year-olds have this epiphany. My, you know, niece by choice, who was with us this weekend and her girlfriend are in grade 12, and they are fantastic young ladies, and they do mentoring in their high school with grade eights. They actually had a name for it, but it's kind of like a big sister program. Well, they also were also involved, a whole bunch of them in the school, doing this huge production, this musical production, and all the grades were there. Well, they said when the production was put on, there's all the grades were in six sections. So the grade eights were at the front of the stage. Then all the grade nines behind them, the tens, 11s and 12s. It was not all random. They actually brought them in and sat them in their own grades and sections. A song came on that was being performed from the stage and the eights and nines weren't moving in their seat. They were just watching it and going, okay, that's great. Don't know this music. La la la. Grade 10, 11 and 12s are practically standing in their seats hooping, hooping and hollering. What my niece noticed was how could the great and eights and nines not know who the black-eyed peas are they're a band by the way in north america if you're one of my international listeners at my age i know who the black-eyed peas are and i said to them i said great now you've got my our example my generation's example of how you've got to have interests that are longer than 12 seconds old Back to, you know, knowing where you come from. So they thought this was kind of funny. And they consider one of our radio stations here in BC um, an oldie station. And I joke because to me, oldies music is from the 50s and 60s, not the 80s and the 90s. Okay, (laughs) But to a 17-year-old in 2017, that's practically the oldies to them. I use an example for them saying, I'm so glad you noticed this because this is what happens generationally. There's a huge gap. I said, the first right out of the gate, something's going wrong in the home. Something not be, is not being shared, is not being understood. You know, if the only thing these kids know is music that was released in the last six months, again, we're back to recreating the wheel. Because I said to them, I said, what would you say to every rock star and musician out there if they didn't have a muse or if they had no idea who their idols were when they chose to go into music? So if you don't understand the music 20 or 30 years before you, how do you choose your path? Besides, who do you turn to? If you're wanting to learn an instrument and you're going to find people to emulate, there's probably an artist or a type of music, family, something your parents played, something that just interests you, that caught your attention And helped you along in the path you were on. Now, this is true in so many areas of life. But it's just, I'm just using the musical world, the music world, because that was the example. They were so stunned and I laughed. Because that's pretty much how the second and third generation, I would probably say in my 50s, I'm almost like a third generation. I've got a grandchild now. And although I certainly do not stay right on top of all the latest and hippest music. I still know, know who Rihanna is. And I still know who is kind of on the top of the charts. I just don't know the ins and outs anymore. And I really am more comfortable listening to music most of the time from my, my own generation because it, it's music I know, uh, and it brings back memories. Okay. But there has to be a before for there to be a now and then for there to be a next. I hope that makes sense to you. And I hope you'll really give that some thought and apply it to any area of your life that you would like. Okay? So today's meditation was on go with what you know. And this was rather interesting. In fact, it was even more interesting because I'd already read this and decided to podcast on it today when I went on to Facebook and thought, oh my goodness, I haven't been on in days. I better just make sure. You know, I have my own Facebook pages professionally and I belong to groups and things that have information I need. And to see just what my friends were all up to because I was away for New Year's and I scrolled through and there was a posting from one of my coaches. I've had her on the show. I really encourage you to go back on iTunes or wherever it is you you get me from or even on my website and find the, excuse me, the um, interview with Monique Ladat or is it Monique McDonald? Those are her three names. She is the creator and the teacher and the coach for Discover Your Sacred Gifts. The 17 to 20 type common gifts that most of us are born with. They're innate. We really don't have to work at them. They come naturally and they always benefit others. Those are kind of the deciding factors around them. She asked all of us ex-students to answer eight questions for her. And a part of it was since you've taken the course and you know what your gifts are, some of them were around what do you find your biggest fear in embracing your sacred gifts, what do you find to be the most frustrating, what are you trying to learn, and it really gave me an opportunity to, to answer questions with kind of the, the thought in my head, go with what I know. Now, you may have a lot of skills in life. They may not be gifts. They're just like, for instance, I do not have the sacred gift of administration. Yes, there is that gift. There are people out there that are born to support and they're very good at it. Very, very, especially people like that have the gift of vision that are visionaries that are able to bring people into their dream. Those people can't live without people with the gift of administration because their big picture, broad stroke and attention to detail usually is not their forte. What I discovered was that is a skill set of mine. It is not a gift. I don't enjoy it. And then when I step away from it and don't have to do it, I'm so happy. And I realized looking back at the number of companies that I've owned in my career, I've always ended up when I got too crazy hiring people to run my office to, to come in and do the filing and type up letters and get a marketing program going, uh, you know, for one of the companies that I, I hire someone to come and do that for me. And I realized, ah, yeah, not my gift but I do have a gift of knowledge and I have a gift of service. So I enjoy doing for others and it served me very well in my accounting uh, um, business for years because I was servicing someone else. I was helping them and I have, I had a knack with numbers. It just, they came very easy for me. So, you know, you have got skill sets and then you've got true gifts. So she was asking about this and one of the questions about, you know, moving forward kind of touched on some of my fears about, you know, what if I launch my new online course and nobody takes it or I really don't have the answers people are looking for a lot of fear around my gift of knowledge and wisdom and, and could I teach it properly? And so I was answering her questions already having read this, um, uh, this, uh, meditation about going with what, you know, not just what you know intellectually, but what you know in your soul. Okay. So I, There are lots of, and I'm very sorry. I'm a little off focus today where I keep using the word so when I I pause, I apologize. There is a song that the, uh, writer of this book heard on the radio with the lyrics. Don't go with, with the flow, go with what you know. Now I've tried to do that most of my life, but there are some things that sometimes you stand back and think I should be doing this. Yeah. The older I get, and I I pray for everyone that is younger than me listening to my podcast, especially my younger listeners, learn that quick, really quick. Okay. That no, you don't. Okay. There's, you may be stuck in a country or in a situation, job, uh, government regime, doesn't matter where there are certain things you can't control right now. But at the same token, don't be a sheep and don't think that you're stuck just because people have told you that's the way it has to be baloney it doesn't there here's a here's a here's a um political commentary i have listeners from all around the world north america we are a democracy democracy is very new bottom line is the world has not existed that way for hundreds and thousands of years it is Existed with monarchy and the feudal system or dictators, that sort of thing. And there are countries out there that still run under those types of programs. Some of them good, some of them bad, some of them lots of corruption. But for someone to say it can't change, North America is the exact example that of course it can. Because hundreds of years ago, a bunch of people left Europe and said, we don't want to live this way. We want to be free and came here and made countries. Okay. So despite the fact that our globe is covered with all of the broad spectrum of, of politics that have existed for a thousand years, and some have broken free and some haven't, just know that there's always hope. And I truly believe that nothing's going to change, and I've spoken this before, without energetically making that happen. Decisions and people need to to want to change and to make changes. Revolution, evolution, whatever. But change is painful, and change requires you to change your mind. It just does. Okay, so going with what you know and not going with the flow, change is possible. Now sometimes when we're talking about what we know, uh, information and answers c- can come from outside you. We listen to teachers and parents and those close to us, professionals, coaches. The universe is just thrilled to supply you with abundance of inf- an abundance of information that will help you. Signals, teachings, lessons, words of wisdom. Here's a little segue. I know I'm the queen of them. We went on vacation on Friday for a long weekend for New Year's up to the cap up to this cabin. I was almost physically sick. I was so uptight and so disturbed as we headed out to get gas before we left because I wanted to go the next morning. And we had made our decision that we probably were because the weather was really bad. And we had to be on this highway that is just known for its accidents, including the fact that I had had an accident on it a number of years ago and I flipped our ATV. I was driving, I hit black ice and I'm very kind of scared of it anyways, but they were already saying that there was problems. And the girlfriend that I was meeting had left a day earlier and she had already had problems. So I said to my husband, let's just pack up tonight and we'll go first thing in the morning where at least we're in daylight. Well, I kind of felt guilty and I sort of felt bad that we weren't going up the day we promised and there was someone visiting with our crew that could only stay that one night and he left the next day. So we went, even though as we're literally going to get gas, I'm having this full reaction and I'm looking at Keith saying, we shouldn't be going. I'm telling you right now. And I didn't want to be that, you know, say, okay, we're going to have an accident die, let's not get over emotional. But there was something that just said, don't go. And we shouldn't have a three and a half hour drive took over eight hours and we got stuck in an um, ice storm for two and a half hours stopped in the freeway because trucks that had accidents in front of us. Then we got stuck in another accident further up. Then we had to reroute because of a third accident. Now my husband is a spectacular driver. because he, he drives for a living. He, um, he's a salesman. He's on the road. He's just in it, you know, he's just one of those confident drivers, but I still had to literally read my e-reader the entire trip to not look at the road, the snow, the ice. All of it was overwhelming to me, but I truly believe that was the universe saying, Hey, Shell, you made a plan and now you're kind of caving and you shouldn't. The universe was trying to give me a single a signal and I completely ignored it. Cause I'm pretty sure if I'd really put the pressure on my husband would have turned around and we would have gone home and just said, you know what? We're going in the morning as planned. So yeah, should have listened. Didn't eight hours to take a three and a bit hour drive <laughs> in the dark. Couldn't get a hotel room anywhere along the route. Yeah, it was quite frightening. Anyways, it is, um, the universe, you know, the, the, the messages are out there. It's eager to give us guidance. If we just watch, wait and listen, I tell you people today, we don't listen well enough. Now, like I mentioned, sometimes this guidance comes from people. We know the thing I want to stress here is even when it does. And they're people you trust, it still has to resonate within you. Somewhere inside of you, you have to feel right about the decision. Now it is okay to stand back and know, hey,, we talked about this a lot on the weekend about our personality traits and you know, where we knee jerk, where we haven't learnt wisdom in certain areas of our life. And sometimes for me, especially I've spoken on this many times, how I make a lot of emotional decisions, maturity and wisdom and a little self control has really helped with that in my life. I still make emotional decisions at times, but that is an integral part of who I am. And I can't want that to go away because it would change everything about who I am as a person. If I didn't look at the world emotionally, the trick is not to knee-jerk. In fact, here's a little story again. Christmas lunch with my family. My sister and I and my parents always go out for lunch down to a place called Granville Island in Vancouver. Now, we live out in the suburbs, so it's an hour drive in. Granville Island is this reed really neat artsy fartsy place where there's tons of businesses and artists and this huge markets and restaurants and it literally is a bit of an island in one of the bays in downtown Vancouver Vancouver is a, just an absolutely gorgeous city so we go down and we go to lunch to the keg and we get talking about my parents finances and their estate because my dad has Alzheimer's and my mom I finally had you know we've got her to get for some professional help and, and look after things and this conversation is going on and she's saying some things that are just all out of fear. Okay. I finally, because it, it's really directed at my sister, who is the one that kind of looks after my mom and I, and they've lived together on the same property for years. My sister has lived there since she was first married at 19, and she will inherit that property. She is that, she is kind of the caregiver in our family to to my mom and their best friends. And I finally turned to her and I said, Mom, your fears and all these things you're worried about, about losing control and being put in a home. That's Angie's decision. And she has looked after you for 25 years. What makes you think she's just all of a sudden going to abandon you and throw you in a home so she can have her inheritance and, and you, and be done with you. I said, it's never going to happen. And I said, I wouldn't allow it to happen, whatever say I have in all of this, but I looked at her and she's looked at me and I'm kind of laying it out on the table and she says, that's how I was raised. I said, that's great. Acknowledge that this is where the fear is coming from, but don't need your can make decisions about your future based on that fear. Okay. So do you see the, see the relation there? I make sometimes decisions based on being too over emotional. My mom makes decisions because she's always afraid. And i you know, it took me a long time to really understand. She is a con- passive aggressive controller of the nth degree has driven me nuts my whole life. Um, my mom and I are not best friends, unfortunately, like my sister and her are. But you know what? We still try and be a family, but we have a, a lot of dysfunction. And I don't understand her at all. And she has no clue about me. She, I am just an anomaly to her. If I didn't look like my sister, she'd probably wonder where I came from. I'm so different from them. And she has no understanding of that. But I have watched her now as I've matured and gotten over a lot of my hurt and victim to say what's driving her. Because as I learnt, as I worked to to learn to understand myself, then it's it's lovely and easy that you can look around the people around you and see them through a different a different light, through a different filter. And I've realized this last couple of years that her need to control and her almost like a greediness I've always called it is her complete and utter fear. I'm not having enough money to look after herself. Of worrying that someone's going to take it away, because she was raised in that environment. And you know what? What we learn at the at the from the cradle to you know to our teens psychology, it just sticks with you forever. The psychologists say, and it takes a lot of awareness and a lot of clarity to understand that and work around it. Okay. So as much as I want you to listen to that inner voice, you also have to be very careful that that inner voice is not your ego talking instead of your subconscious and your soul, okay? Your subconscious is incredibly powerful and it's doing a whole lot more than your life than you think it is. So awareness is so important. So that's the point I wanted to make. Whereas, you know, I'm over emotional, I make decisions. My mom was making financial decisions based out of fear. The problem there was she didn't want to change it. She didn't want to be aware. She just wanted to blame. And it's like, that's great, but you're going to keep making the same mistakes and you're going to keep making the same bad decisions. So I hope that maybe resonated with a couple of you. We all have situations and people in our life like that, but you must, you must, must, must ensure that the answers you get are resonating with you as a person, that you're not feeling nauseous like I was going into the gas station or you're knee jerking because you're in fear. You need to step aside from the emotions and feel at peace and grounded with decisions that you're making and going with what you know, okay? So listen to those around you, listen to the guidance, but make sure that it's your truth. It's always about your truth. Trusting yourself is the ultimate lesson. It's where all the guidance leads. That was the last line of Melody Beattie's um, podcast little thing here in her book today was trusting yourself is the ultimate lesson. It's where all the guidance leads, because even once you've listened, even once you've gotten all the guidance and you have listened, if you do not trust on it, and then eventually, what I podcasted on this many times, act on it, but we're not talking about that today. Just trust it. All the guidance in the world isn't going to help you. Okay so although there was a more of me that i wanted to talk about go with what you know and the fact of it's a new year and we often but here i'll tie this together with the the fear we often take the safe road even though we know that isn't where we should go from a from a feeling but also there's probably a lot of things in your life that you just know innately or that you've educated yourself about and you are not living in that truth you are not working in a job that uses uses that truth Uh, in those skills, I was very lucky in the fact that I did have a skill and it did work with a lot of my gifts for bookkeeping. When I was a single mom for years, I had a really good life for a single mom. I had another companies over the, over the years, but it was the mainstay. And I just really, I was just very lucky again, back to that gift of administration. It really wasn't my thing, but I had a knowledge that was taught to me in high school went to university, didn't end up going where I thought I was going to go, and when I ended up divorced with a two-year-old on my hands, I had a skill set and the type of work I did because I went self-employment, I did not go work for someone where I was grinding away as a data entry clerk. Luckily, I, with the universe stepped up and supplied me with what I needed to be self-employed, so my clients were more rounded. I was more involved in their world and my gifts of hospitality and service and knowledge and wisdom came into play every single day of my life. So I didn't mind the bookkeeping. It wasn't till later in my life when it became very focused in management and things like that where other people worked for me, I realized, "Ah, this isn't really what I wanna do anymore. It wasn't feeding my soul, but it may have been what I knew as a skill set, but it's not what I know spiritually about where some of my other gifts lie and what I've got to offer. So I want you to think about that in your life. Happy new year, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.